Hi there. I was online catching up with an old, historically staunch conservative friend the other day when our talk drifted to Biden, vaccinations, and the three-plus trillion dollar infrastructure bill. As often happens with him when politics comes up, he took the conversation into darkness. Well, look, he said, I know Trump had problems and made some mistakes, but with the Democrats in power and the contentious midterm election little more than a year away, I do believe the government in this country is going to struggle and likely collapse in the next few years. And when it does, I'll feel sorry for people like you. Huh? What does that mean? Why is that? Because, well, look, he continued, I've always respected your gentle Buddhism and stuff. It's very nice. But with your passive beliefs, when people begin taking the law into their own hands, which they'll have to and are preparing to do, you'll just be stepped all over. I'm sorry, but there just won't be any place for lambs. I repeat this not to ridicule, but to use as an illustration of the way it seems some folks see Buddhist practice as one of tame irrelevance, a way that promotes peace, also known as passivity, and gentleness, also known as weakness, and nonviolence, also known as non-action. In other words, Buddhism's probably nice to play around with, but too docile to make a difference or even matter in the real world of meat and potatoes. To many, we're simply people who like to meditate, inconsequential, happiest doing nothing, not only not plugged in, but tuned out. Pope John Paul II captured it when in 1994 he wrote of Buddhist nirvana as entailing, quote, a state of perfect indifference from the world, unquote. And the Buddhist doctrine of deliverance through nirvana as, quote, almost exclusively negative, unquote. The context suggests he did not mean these in a positive way. I guess because we Buddhists don't worship or live in fear of a divine creator or God, we're seen to possess no real strengthening backbone a lack of God-fearing grit, often iconically represented by slight people with shaved heads in robes and bare feet who bend over in respect too much, with hands pressed together harboring childlike thoughts of loving kindness mingled with acquiescent subservience. Of course, anyone who has gazed and plunged into the deep, fiercely loving eyes of a trusted Lama or who lives and practices in accordance with the empowering intensity of Dharma teachings knows a reality that is quite different. If you're listening to this, I assume you have at least a passing curiosity in Buddha Dharma. Perhaps you are a committed Dharma practitioner. If so, please check your attitude and ask why you are studying Buddha's teachings. What do they mean to you and how do they influence how you live your life? Switch on your bright inner light, sit quietly, reduce distraction, get clear, be precise, and really examine. I have a hunch that words like fear or passivity or weakness will never enter your mind. Tibetan Buddhism is a warrior's path and it's not an easy one. 
It is for those who are not only brave, but aware of and choose to trust in the presence of the brilliant Buddha nature, also known as Tathagatagarbha, that exists within their own mind. We who have chosen to walk this path are engaged in learning how our mind best works, a deep and challenging curriculum demanding commitment and courage. We are not surface dwellers, but rather descend into the depths, way beyond comfort to the deep folds of the sources of our confusion, anxiety, and fears. It's a place many hide from, engaging in the toys of denial and distraction, but ignoring it for those with awareness and self-respect is not an option. And so the Buddhist path is one of kicking open long shut doors, shining a light of understanding and acceptance into the dark recesses where ignorance and self-centeredness reside. And then we summon the courage to step forward into that light to acknowledge whatever we find, letting it emerge, freed by the buoyancy of our own wisdom and compassion. Buddhist philosophy explains and learned practice reveals the cause and effect workings behind each moment of our lives, the initial discoveries of which serve as a point of no return for many. Once we see how it all works, we can ever again be completely blind to it. The mind that is genuinely grokked, the informed essence, seeks no laziness, no shucking of responsibility. By virtue of view, we are driven to increasingly pay attention, to see and ponder and learn, joyfully so, as have so many in the lineage before us. From view comes understanding, and from understanding both confidence and fearlessness manifest, yielding an inner resolve to seek out and navigate beyond our obstacles, a resolve without which we're simply tossed around by life's vagaries, whether they be ignorantly simple views, mindless emotions, fear or joy of collapsed governments, or anything between or beyond. We realize and appreciate that without courage, real happiness is impossible. And so we warrior on, our foes being the stubborn delusions and afflictions of our own mind, difficult to admit to, identify, and root out, but when confronted, revealing themselves to be no more substantial than clouds in the vast sky. Wisdom, true wisdom, blossoms throughout our intentions and actions, energized strength arising through our seeing options rather than daunting obstacles. The two together combine skillfully in our recognizing and utilizing the fertile opportunities we are presented with moment by moment in the matrix of our conventional reality. Blinded to this, fearful minds project fear. And with all due respect to my friend and his earnest projections, the image of an authentic Buddhist practitioner being hopelessly lamb-like, passive, incapable while being stepped upon by others is as absurd and out of touch with reality as anything could possibly be. With a mind infused with thoughts of virtue and grace, standing diligent and confident alongside like-minded Sangha folk, I like our odds against whatever challenges might be coming our way. 
So it is with Dharma warriors, focused day and night, doors swinging open, meaningful progress propelled by creative enthusiasm, enthusiasm bursting forth because it is on various levels so profoundly gratifying to be living this way. This recording, Warriors Indeed, was written and shared here by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me, is the founder of the Chenrizik Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group resident in Colorado and with an international online presence. In addition to these Elegant Mind podcasts, we facilitate online Sangha gatherings and teachings, share writings via our weekly e-magazine, and host various events. You can learn more about the Chenrizik Project at our website, www.chenrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org. Our accompanying music, titled Snake Pit, was composed and performed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega in collaboration with Chris Rossback. It appears on their 2005 album, Bobby Vega and Chris Rossback. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com. Or as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music with our Dharma audience. Please feel free to share the link to this podcast with those you feel it might resonate. And as always, thank you for listening.